Today's episode is being sponsored by Kingsley 1945 watches. To check out the Kingsley 1945 collection, go to www.amitdevhonda.com and click on the Kingsley 1945 collection on the upper right-hand corner. Today's episode, I want to talk about why the Tudor Black Bay Chronograph was the watch that stole the show at Watches and Wonders this year. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. What's going on there, watch fans? It's I'm Dave Honda, and welcome to my podcast. So those of you who are watch fanatics, who pay attention to Rolex, Paddock, uh, Audemars Piguet, and really, are there any other mainstream brands that are important? IWC, Panerai, Cartier, um, Langa and Zöne. Um, the show was last week, and... You know, Rolex and Patek Philippe have typically shown at um, Basel World. This was the first year that they actually showed at Watches and Wonders in Switzerland. Watches and Wonders is a show that's very heavily Richemont Group-centric. Uh, the Richemont Group basically houses uh, a collection of brands that I've already mentioned. IWC, Panerai, Cartier, Langanzana, Jaeger Le Coultre, Mont Blanc. Um, and many others. So I got to tell you, um, I did a video about how there was speculation that Rolex would come out with an Explorer 2, and they did. Uh, they made some upgrades, uh, new movement, I believe new case, new bracelet. Um, you know, everything was upgraded and changed, and it all looks good and fine. There's a new Explorer 1 in steel and gold, um, for the first time in their history, which I kind of think looks like shit, um, but that's just me. I'm sure it will do. It will do incredibly well, like all Rolex watches do and are doing and have been doing the last five to ten years. Um, they introduced uh, a new Explorer one with in steel, um, the typical classic one, but they've gone back to a 36 millimeter size, uh, which I think is a mistake. Um, you know, and they introduced a couple of other pieces. You know, I wasn't really too impressed with. I got to tell you, um, I mean, I haven't really been too impressed over the way that most people have been impressed with Rolex. Yes, there's a couple of models they make. Uh, the Rolex GMT Root Beer is a very nice piece. The Rolex 50th Anniversary Seed Weller is a very nice piece. Um, but you know, I've never really been a fan of the Daytona. Um, it's never been. It's great. It looks nice. Um, I always said if I wanted a Daytona, I would always, if I could ever afford one, um, buy a vintage Daytona. Paul Newman Daytona has more character, has more charm. It has more history. Um, and it just looks cooler than the new ones look a little bit too modern for my, for my taste. Um, and I think the whole world was pleasantly surprised and caught off guard with what Tudor released, the Black Bay Chronograph. The Black Bay Chronograph is very reminiscent of the Paul Newman Daytonas from the 60s and 70s. It comes in two variations, both in stainless steel. Originally, the Tudor came out with a Black Bay Chronograph in 2017. Um, and, you know, it's done well, but these are rock stars. One is um, like a white sort of dial with, you know, black subdials. 
and one is a black dial with white subdials or silver subdials, I should say. Um, both have aluminum bezels. Um, you know, they're anodized black um, to make them look more ceramic, to make them look more like, you know, sort of like the brother of a modern day or even vintage Daytonas, but more of a modern day Daytona. But they still have the characteristics that modern day Rolex Daytonas don't have. They have a riveted style bracelet. Um, they are bigger. They're 41 millimeters in case diameter. So you do have that extra size. They're also COSC certified. They're an in-house movement. They have a 70 hour power reserve and they have a 200 meter water resistance, which is a lot for a chronograph. And they've shaved off some of the thickness, which was, you know, a huge complaint on you know, the original Black Bay chronographs that came out in 2017. The only thing I don't like about this watch that collectors and, and the press and the like are going crazy for is, is that it does have a date. Uh, the Rolex Daytona doesn't have a date. And so, you know, a, a watch like this with a date is a big deal. You know, it's like something, again, that the Daytona just does not have. Um, that being said, this is a watch that really stole the show. When you look at what a current modern day Rolex Daytona commands, it's 13,500 retail and it's going for 35K and higher if you can find it in the secondary market. You can't get them at retail. They're very scarce. They've always been scarce. They continue to be scarce. They will get even more scarce um, just with the way that Rolex is a master at playing the supply and demand game. Now, Tudor being, you know, owned by Rolex, I mean, it's probably one of the smartest moves that Rolex could have done, um, in a sense, having Tudor release this piece. And Tudor runs on their own. They have their own merit. They've won their own awards. They stand on their own. But, of course, Rolex being the mothership. Because all those people who want a Rolex Daytona and can't get one, this is definitely something that they will get and they will be happy to buy because it has all the all the all the goods it, it delivers on so many cylinders in-house the, the rolex daytona is in-house this is in-house um the rolex daytona is 40 millimeters this is bigger rolex daytona i think is 100 meters in water resistance this is 200 meters in water resistance um you know this looks more vintage, like the original Paul Newman Daytonas. The Rolexes don't have that. The, the Rolex has um, polished metal links. This is a brush bracelet. Um, so it's much more like the original 60s vintage Rolex Paul Newman Daytonas. Um, but there's a little bit of modernity. They do very, look similar to the, to the current modern-day Rolex Daytonas, but they don't. They stand on their own. They have that design aspect that history that we all love that not to throwback that we all love not just the riveted bracelet you know the the you know fully uh colored in subdials you know the rolex daytonas have the subdials are not fully colored in they're kind of just kind of piped around um i love that about this watch i love that it has those design cues vintage rolex daytonas and vintage tutors as well and the price 
the price is outstanding. The price is $5,225 for either variety. They're also available on straps and on cuffs um, or bunch straps, I believe they're called. But who the hell wants these on, on straps? I mean, the way to buy these is on bracelets. Usually I'm a fan of the white, you know, the white with the black subdials. I got to tell you, just from the pictures I've seen, I'm really digging the black with the silver subdials a lot. Um, they've also got that, you know, not to throw back with red. The Tudor Black Bay Chrono, the depth rating is written in red. On the current Rolex Daytona, Daytona is written in red, uh, like the vintage Daytona. So um, this is less than half the price of a current Rolex Daytona at retail. Now, even if these go over retail and they go for double, it's still less expensive at, re at paying double the price on these than a current Rolex Daytona retail by about four thousand, three and a half to four thousand dollars. So that should just give you an idea that if you're looking for a Daytona and you're prepared to spend money on a Rolex Daytona and you can't find a Daytona, honestly speaking, I like this so much better. It has everything going for it. You know, to me, 40 millimeters is a little small. You know, women are wearing 40 millimeter watches. 41 millimeters. Perfect size. Great size for a guy. Great size for a woman. If, if a woman wants to wear it as well, or you want to share this watch with, you know, the lady in your life. Uh, not that you would, because who would want to share a watch like this with anybody for that matter? But at less than half the price of the current retail and even if you pay double i mean i'm giving myself plenty of rope here it could even go for triple and even at triple it's like that would be like 1500 bucks more than a current rolex daytona and i know that this is definitely going to go over retail um i can't imagine tudor is going to be stocking retailers with these like in abundance I can imagine even though they're not limited I can imagine you know the same thing that happened with the Black Bay 58 with the blue dial or Black Bay GMT where you know th these have gone over retail and have done extremely well for Tudor this one is going to become the ultimate um, and it's very smart it came out of nowhere like you know the, the watch press uh, collectors fans the like I mean, every one of us were blown away that this was released. And like true Rolex and Tudor fashion, I mean, look, Tudor is definitely marketed to a younger audience um, than Rolex. But they don't, they don't like, the thing I love about Rolex and Tudor is that they don't have to do these major ad campaigns or even with Tudor being the younger sort of brother or whatever you want to call it. Of Rolex they don't yeah they may have younger brand ambassadors and and different kinds of brand ambassadors you know um, Rolex uses classical music ambassadors while Tudor uses Lady Gaga and and David Beckham as their brand ambassadors you know it's it's kind of a different marketing strategy but they're not they don't have to take out billboards and write all about it or make a big splash about it or shout their lungs off to the world about it they just they release their stuff on their websites and they make news instantly and everybody wants to know what they're doing. Everyone wants to follow what they're doing. I predicted Tudor would come back 25 years ago. 
more than that almost 30 years ago and people said I was nuts that Tudor would never do well and I mean Tudor has become a cult brand especially in the three to five thousand dollar price point and I got to tell you for 5225 in either variety I mean I do not think you could get a better value for money for a chronograph that has all these specs in-house from a major major brand like Tudor so I mean let's put it this way I never wanted a Rolex Daytona I always wanted a vintage Rolex Daytona if I could ever afford one it's like the price of a house a really nice house I don't even have to think about that anymore I'm gonna buy this for myself this is such a great 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 watch incredible specs great size love the in-house love the water resistance love the styling love the price um, just can't get better for the money, value for money. So in any event, I do work with authorized Tudor retailers. Um, if they're sold out of them, I can definitely help you get them at whatever the current you know, going prices are going to be. Uh, since this watch just came out, um, I'm pretty sure it's available at, at dealers now. But if you are listening to this podcast and couldn't find one of these at your local AD, don't even think about it. Like, buy it. It's going to do bananas batshit crazy amazing it's going to be it's a home run it's a win-win the entire watch world is talking about it people who are diehard rolex collectors are talking about it this has fired on all cylinders i'm incredibly impressed uh that that tudor came out with something like this in the middle of a pandemic in the middle of the biggest you know economic shitstorm that we've had going on within the last year and a half and whatever's happening globally and you know watch shows just coming back slowly now and and debuting for the first time at watches and wonders this is a home run all the way man like i mean let's put it this way they probably don't even need to do anything great for the next couple of years because they could rest on the laurels of this watch not that they ever would um they're always innovating they're always growing they're always changing they're always adapting they're always manufacturing something different something unique something fun something you know something inspired by their past and um that's why i love tudor man it's just it's an amazing brand i don't have enough good things to say about it i've owned a couple of tudors and i'm a diehard loyal tudor fan so in any event, if you have any questions, you can reach out to me at amitdavehonda at gmail.com or you can visit my website at www.amitdavehonda.com. Rock on, fly back, and stay healthy.